Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. And we are claiming this holiday season that is beginning now as a very special time, as it always is. Each year, I find from probably end of October, which for me is special, not so much Halloween, but it's my mother's birthday, all the way up until New Year's, which was my father's birthday. And we celebrate, we visit family, we make times extra special. And so I want us all to claim our gathering, our communion through Dream Leapers Inspiration during this period as our special time together, our holiday season of sharing and inspiring one another to be our very, very best. And so this marks the first episode of our special season. And I thank you all for joining me today and always so that we can inspire one another to reach for the best, to choose to see the best in each moment and claim that so that we can ignite joy in ourselves and in others. Now, this is the season of Thanksgiving, uh, a season when we mark it as a country and because America has such a big throb around the world, it becomes a season that globally we celebrate giving thanks for all that we have in our lives, for all that we have had, and for all that we hope will be on our path moving forward. And that goes whether we feel there's an incredible abundance or whether we feel that things are challenging. Because in reality, both are usually true. No matter how much you have, there's lack, because that's life. And that's all the more reason why you want to notice the great things in your life and really acknowledge them because it makes life so much sweeter. My mother and my grandmother would always tell us to count our blessings. And I've talked about that a lot here on Dream Leapers Inspiration, that when you count your blessings, literally, you, first of all, you take note of things that matter in your life, things that have been uplifting, can be uplifting, even if it's gratitude for something that is a hard lesson learned. But once you've learned it, you can um, be grateful for it and that becomes a blessing, or at least that's what my family taught me. Today, I wanted us to really take a look at how we can actively engage our gratitude, our thanks for the lessons and the gifts that we have received. And there is a saying, not mine, adopt an attitude of gratitude. Adopt an attitude of gratitude. And how do you do that? And if you think about it, you know, people will tell you, if you, if you go around and ask folks, what is your general attitude about life, you know? Or even, what? how are you feeling today? Take the temperature of your attitude right now. How did you wake up? What state of mind, what state was your heart in when you woke up this morning? There are some people who are, you know, that, that talk about glass half full or half empty. So if you use that as an example, 
what are you? Are you a glass half full person or a glass half empty person? How would you describe yourself? Do you look at the world optimistically at seeing the abundance that's there for you and for others? Or do you look at the world pessimistically and see that, well, maybe there isn't enough uh, for you or for others? And not to say that either is right or wrong. They're just different perspectives. So how do you look at the world? How do you look at your world? And if you are a person who sees negative, check what you're looking at and, and how long you're seeing negative. And I say that because I don't want to judge the um, negative view from this perspective. We need people to check us. You know, if you are feeling so uplifted and positive about something that's happening in your life, and therefore you don't see that there is a roadblock right there, right there, right in front of you, you don't notice it. It's helpful for someone to notice it and to be able to point out to you, eh, there's a roadblock right there. If you don't watch it, you're going to get hurt. You're going to fall in. You're going to stumble. So there's something to be said for noticing everything that's going on in your world, even as you make the choice to adopt an attitude of gratitude. So in, in that attitude of gratitude, you may be grateful for the person who showed you the roadblock before you had to stumble over it, fall down, possibly hurt yourself. So I want to be clear that as I am encouraging us to adopt an attitude of gratitude. I am not dismissing the people or approach or attitude of noticing the challenges, noticing the difficulties, recognizing that, oh, up ahead, there's something we better pay attention to. And if we pay attention to it now, we may have a better chance of not having a catastrophe when we get there. Therefore, all the perspectives can be helpful if we are still working toward a positive goal. And I say that because sometimes people get stuck and they go down the rabbit hole of negativity and can't figure out how to climb out. I do not think that's healthy. I do not recommend that. However, I know that it's easy to occur. Let me give you a couple of examples. If you are in a, a tender state emotionally, something happened, something upset you, something isn't right, and you feel that natural human need to reach out and talk to someone, one of the things that people typically do is to pick up the phone and call someone with whom they can commiserate. Can you believe what he did? Can you believe what she did? Can you believe what? And then it goes on and on, spirals out of control. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever done that? I'm going to say, and you, those of you who've been with me for a while, you know, I claim the positive. It is a practice that I have. And I have done that on many occasions. I have made the call and started complaining. And Consciously, well, let me say maybe not even consciously, but somewhere within my being, I understood 
I can call this person. And when I call that person, we're going to go for it. We're going to commiserate. We're going to go down that rabbit hole of negativity, which sometimes can completely malign whoever the target is, whether the person is guilty or not, uh, because it's, it's like building a fire. And the fire grows and grows and grows until it can become completely out of control when all you were doing was moaning a little bit. Have you done that? I've done it. It's common practice. And so I have another recommendation. It's very, very different. That takes conscious action on your part. And it is when you feel that stirring, when you feel tender, when you feel something's off, something's wrong, you're upset, rather than making the call to commiserate, call someone who you believe that that person's light is bright right now, that that person is dialed in to spirit, that that person is connected to the divinity that lives within all of us. Call that person. Call that person and say, I'm having a hard time. I'm really upset. This occurred. I don't want to go down the dark path and I need help. Now, when I was growing up, um, for, and for those of you who are people of the church, that would be like the prayer circle. You call the prayer circle and you say, will you pray with me? Will you help me to uh, release, lift up and release this burden that's on my shoulders, on my heart? And many people, or one, you know, that one person who's praying with you could be enough. Or there may be more who are praying with you, creating that covenant, that circle of love that helps to lift you out of the negative place. If you are not a person who prays in that way, that's okay. Who can you call? Who can you reach out to to say, I need you to help me rise up out of this space and make a different choice for my spirit? Most people have somebody they can call. It could be your mama. It could be your neighbor, your best friend. It could be someone who is your friend from elementary school and you are a mother, grandmother, whatever. Who is that person you trust? And so in this notion of adopting an attitude of gratitude, part of activating that attitude, as I say, adopt, you want adopting something, you're owning it. You're, you are choosing to bring this into your life. When you adopt an attitude of gratitude in this regard, you're going to be grateful that you thought of someone who would be able to support you. You're going to be grateful that you made the call, that you listened, that you went through whatever the exercise is that that person's doing with you, that the person made him or herself available to you, right? When you recognize that you are grateful that this could happen for you, that you could turn the tide of emotion and 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 sorrow that you may be feeling, or agitation, whatever it is, because you understood that there was someone who was a lifeline for you, you can be grateful for that. You can 
start by being grateful that this connection was able to happen, that it wasn't calling in nobody answered, that it wasn't calling in you got pushed away, but instead you received that embrace that you needed in order to move forward. Now, I want to caution you when you do this, because I've made a mistake in this process in the past. When you are feeling tender and you need support, you, and, and I've already said you want to think about the person whose light is bright. And you also want to think about who will tell you the truth as they understand it by whatever's going on in a way that you can receive it. So there are a lot of specificities about this connection that you're looking to make. Even though it may, you may be inspired in the moment to think of who this might be, I say that because I made the mistake more than once, but not much more because I learned my lesson. I have been talking to someone regularly, just out of convenience, a friend. And we met through work and circumstance, and we used to talk a lot. And there was a time, it's many years ago now, when I was feeling tender, and I called her to talk about what was going on with me. And she was so harsh. The way that she communicated with me really hurt my feelings because she was... It was like a knife. She cut away the things that I was saying and went straight for the jugular is what it felt like. Now, when I think about it today, I realize what she said to me, the, the message was a perfectly fine message, but I could not receive it that day because she was so harsh. There was no tenderness. And so it just hurt me more. It, was, it, was, it created a deeper wound. Why am I telling you this? Because I made a mistake. Then I got mad at her. I got mad at her for talking to me in a particular way when the truth of the matter is I knew already what she was like. We know. I knew her personality. I knew that she she is not compassionate. It doesn't mean she isn't a good person, but she's not compassionate. She's not tender. She's not gentle. She is not. So why did I think? She would be because that's what I needed. That's when you're clouded by your needs and not understanding actually what you need and how to get what you need. So it was my mistake to call someone who was not going to have the tools to be able to talk to me the way I needed. And then I got hurt and it was my mistake to lash out at her. I was the one who made the initial mistake. So now where's my gratitude in that? I'm grateful that I learned that lesson. I'm not doing that again. When I feel tender now, I pause. I breathe. I meditate. I'm still. And I listen to the voice inside and ask for guidance. Where does my heart want me to go? I trust that the, the voice inside of me is going to help me to make a smart choice for my next steps. I decide that I should trust the voice inside 
And I am truly grateful when I do that because nine times out of 10, I get some kind of a message that will guide my steps. Oh, I didn't think about that person. Yes. I didn't think about that resource. Yes, that could be helpful. But when you when you have knee-jerk reactions, you're sort of, you know, bumping around, trying to figure out where you're headed without paying attention, slowing down to see where should you plant your steps, then you make all kinds of mistakes. And, and that becomes reckless. And I don't want to be grateful for having to learn a lesson about recklessness. No. That's something I, I will say as a younger woman, I made some reckless decisions. I don't want to do that anymore. Do you? That is not fun. And very often when you make reckless decisions, decisions that are knee-jerk, that you didn't think through, that you did not anticipate what might happen as a result of whatever this thing is, then then you have to dismantle stuff. You have to you have to do a lot of work to undo something that you did without conscious intent. And so today, taking the approach of adopting an attitude of gratitude, I think what that does is it helps you to slow down. Because if you are going to count your blessings, you need to be still enough to notice. That's a reflective posture to count your blessings. Okay, you're looking at your life to see what has occurred. What what has occurred that, and what have I learned from what has occurred? What is the lesson? What is the gift of this moment? And how can I store the fruits of the gift so that I will remember? So to do any and all of that, you have to slow down. You have to pause. And pausing is wonderful because it helps you to step off of action and step into reflection. Step off of action into reflection. And then here's where your attitude of gratitude can fully kick in. Because you look, you turn the lens inward and look and and ask yourself, what have I learned? What can I glean from this moment? There's always something that you can learn. And as we move into Thanksgiving, literally, one of the points of gratitude for me is that we can, many of us, can and will spend the holiday with our families in person. A year ago, we did not do that. A year ago, in the height of COVID, we were strongly discouraged from going to be with anyone. And because of the wonders of medicine and both in healing people who have been struck, stricken by COVID, but also the vaccinations, testing, we can move still cautiously, but with a bit more safety than we could a year ago. Now, I have written about this in my advice column. I've talked about this so many times. When people get together, when 
family gets together at these moments, these high holiday moments. Wonderful things can happen and other things can happen. It is not always um, guaranteed that you will have harmony. Some of you are laughing. Harmony, when some people get together with family, yes, there's a lot of love, but also there's friction. There's usually somebody in the family who's passing judgment on what you're doing, how you're living. There's usually someone who's stirring up old childhood behaviors, even though you're an adult. Um, you often are more judgmental of yourself because you're comparing yourself to other people in the family. A whole lot of interesting dynamics occur when families get together. And the irony is, especially at Thanksgiving, the idea is that you're getting together to express your gratitude for being with your family, for being able to physically be in close proximity, to be able to hug your family members. And I say that because if you think about it, this is almost two years that for the most part, many, many people have not been able to spend time with their loved ones. It just opened up this summer a little bit in many parts of the country. And I know people who still have not been to see their families. In fact, this season that we're in right now will mark first visits, first hugs in a year and a half plus. Human beings need hugs. We need physical closeness. We need to be together. And yet the pot gets stirred and we sit with family and start pointing our fingers sometimes. Start remembering things that could be from decades ago, but that somehow popped up right now when we're sitting across from each other. I want us to avoid going down that rabbit hole. It is unhealthy and unnecessary. I want to say to all of us who are adults, remind yourself that you're an adult when you're sitting with your family and you feel those stirrings from childhood bubbling forth and you feel yourself reverting back to your 10-year-old self or your 5-year-old self or your 15-year-old self. Don't do it. You're not that person anymore. Who are you now? Who are you and what do you bring? What, what resources and lessons, experiences do you bring that can help you to remain in the present, fully empowered by everything that makes you you? That's when you pause, when you're sitting in the room with family, when you are surrounded by family, and you feel whatever those negative stirrings are that may come, that's when you pause, you step back, and you adopt an attitude of gratitude. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be with these people who are my flesh and blood or who are some of my dearest friends. And I forgive all of us for anything that may create a stumble. I'm gonna be grateful for being together I'm going to be grateful for having the opportunity to physically hug these people whom I love. And I'm going to be grateful for having the presence of mind and heart to forgive people for not being perfect.
including myself. When you can adopt that attitude, you will feel more grounded. You will feel more capable of managing whatever is before you. When somebody starts stirring up some old stuff, you can have agency and say, "Uh uh-uh, we are not going there. We are all grown. We don't need to do that. Why don't you go outside and take a walk? Why don't we change the subject? You can have agency when you recognize that somebody who's part of your crew is going down that path that will only lead to hurt feelings and negativity and fractured relationships. When you are standing in a space of gratitude and allowing that to throb within you, then you can notice when bad things are about to happen and you can stop them in their tracks. Oh, let's change the subject. Let's not go there. That's old. Let's be in the present. You can say that to your grandfather, your father, your mother, your auntie, your niece, your nephew, your cousin, your child, yourself. Because it is respectful. You know, sometimes we feel like we can't say anything to our elders. You can if you're being respectful. Come on, Dad. Let's not go there. We're having such a good time. Let's be grateful for being together. Let's be grateful for this moment that we are sharing with each other. Let's not judge each other. Let's just love each other. Sometimes that voice needs to be heard when we gather. And I'm telling you, the fact that most of us have not gathered in the ways that we will during this holiday season for more than a year makes this even more precious, this moment. So let's not allow anyone to squander it. Let's make positive memories with each other. It's really powerful and possible to do. And perhaps you're going to be the leader in your family, the one to keep the light burning brightly when something turns in the wrong direction. Maybe that's going to be your role, to inspire your family and loved ones to choose the highest, to see the best in each other. Maybe that's going to be your role. It's, by the way, it is not a burden to have that role. It is wonderful to have that role. And you can do it. And one way of doing it may be just noticing each person who's gathered. Notice them. Notice what they're doing, what they care about, how they're engaging in the space where you are. Maybe it's you connecting with each person one-on-one so that everyone feels acknowledged and seen. Maybe it's you offering a blessing at the meal or noticing who in the room would be perfect for that. What can you do to contribute to an uplifting experience when you spend time with your loved ones this holiday season. 
And I want to say that if you adopt an attitude of gratitude, that you walk in to every space, grateful to be there, grateful to engage with whoever is there, choosing to see the best in whoever is there, choosing to forgive people for any mistakes that they have made and that they may make while they're there, choosing to forgive yourself for your shortcomings, choosing to engage loving attentiveness the whole time. I promise you, it will make your experience sweeter. It works. And so during this holiday season, these weeks leading up to the new year, we're going to use this time together on Dream Leapers Inspiration to think about and explore ways that we can keep our connections uplifted because this is the season when we spend time together and we spend time with ourselves. And how can we do this and have a constant experience of upliftment? That's what we're going to be working on together. Today, it's all about adopting that attitude of gratitude. I hope that you feel full of gratitude right now. We're starting your week in this way. I wish you a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family, friends, loved ones, whoever will be in your company this week. And we'll see you next week. Until then, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.